Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. So I would say, hey, hey real quick, Alex, don't if you yeah, could, yeah. if you could not say to him, it's a good question because <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't have any good questions. I thought this I was part of the interview that. process, man. Oh, I need no. that affirmation. No, you wow. don't. What's up with this freestyle? You know my name is Kyle. And we're going to make you smile. All the while. I don't know why I start this thing randomly sometime with just a beat. Because I, maybe I like hearing the bass of my voice. And I know, I know my wife listens. And if I add more bass, she's like, oh, yeah, that's my man. And By the way, she say? I want to say hi to my amazing wife who's listening right now. You're amazing. I love you. Thanks for just being like you. Because you are. And I'm not saying this because people are listening. I'm saying this because you are amazing. I tell you this on a regular, I know, but I send texts and all that cool stuff. But I love you. And my kids are, well, one of my kids listening. My other four is like, eh, whatever. Come on, man. I get, love my kids, get, too. Get a room. Goodness. <laughs> That's cool. Wow. Hey, when was the last time you talked to your wife? Uh, today. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, this morning. Wow. Was it like a, a court-appointed conversation? Is that what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just playing Pastor Kyle. That would be jacked up. So uh, for those who are listening for the very first time, my co-host for now is- um. Wow. What? Wow, the qualifiers. Dude, I'm just saying. Why can't you, I just be the co-host? I, well, you still got to apply. I just want to throw that out. This is, you, this okay. is the- Just give me the application. This is the interview process. Okay. All yeah, right. Because I need to get an interview because right now- Okay. I'll all, just be all your people co-host. give you an outer view. Oh, yeah, interview. I need an interview. I need to see who you really are before okay. I commit. Yeah, well, my name's Kyle. Pastor, doggone Kyle. Scent Church. Tell them about Scent Church real quick. Scent Church. That's enough. All, all right. right. So, um, Plano, Texas. Plano, Texas. That's right. It's a great church. Scent I've been church. there before. CC. I've been there before. In fact, we're going to be doing a marriage event there, which probably would have already happened by the time this, thing, this podcast airs. But if not, just come check it out. So. Yes. Funny how marriage works. Now. I love the funny how. Yo, wait, wait, wait. So our guest today is phenomenal. I'm just super excited about this guest. Like, for real. Me too. Like, this brother has been. Everywhere. A doggone. Oh, they spelled the word ninja wrong. I thought it was. <laughs> See. I was like, that's an N word. It's the wrong one. But it's no. He's <laughs> been an American ninja warrior. Yes. What the deal? You might be asking yourself, because the name of the podcast is Funny How Life Works. That's right. You may be asking yourself, what can you learn from an American ninja warrior? Well, you're about to find out. Okay. I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud, and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car of my parents. <laughs> with the car in my parents. Okay. Boom, non-sponsor sponsor. Immigrant Connection. Immigrant Connection. As you guys know, our non-sponsor sponsor is they're a great organization. They may not even know we're doing this, but what we right. decided to do is mention them anyway, and they don't have to send us any money because that's what a non-sponsor sponsor is. We think they're right. doing great work. Immigrant, Who are they? Immigrant Connection is a national organization that provides low-cost legal assistance to people in the immigration process. Oh, That could be everything from preparing for a citizenship test to getting work authorizations to getting green cards, all of that stuff, and they're based in local churches. Wow, Immigrant Connection. Connection. So yes. it's, a, it's a way to really get some... some <laughs> let me just stop. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, you know it's real. It's, it's like, not employment it, services. No, it's time. not. <laughs> but if you're an immigrant... See, <laughs> that's hilarious. If you're an immigrant... Oh, snap. You know what happens to a lot of immigrants? They have their paperwork uh-huh. and then they go to a shady lawyer that promises them lots of deliverables, but then and takes a lot of money from them and then takes their paperwork. If you're in this country 
and then you don't have your paperwork anymore, now you're kind of in limbo because you can't move forward in the citizenship process. And if you go back to your home country with no paperwork, you're going to just end up back in line. It may take wow. you 25 years before you get in. So Immigrant wow. Connections, church-based, low-cost legal assistance. That is awesome. Yeah, it's wow. affordable and it's honest. That is awesome. Thank you for doing that. There's actually a- Do you know what accent this is? An affiliate. If you had to guess what accent this is, what you would know, you say? You know, man, you're going to get in trouble. All right, so let's jump into our guests. Yes. Boom. So now, uh, with no further ado, I want to I want to, I want to introduce you guys to somebody awesome. You're going to find out more. As a result of this conversation, you're going to find out so much more about this guy. I want you to go on his social media. I want you to learn as much as you possibly can. Go to I am Alex Weber on, on Instagram. You're going to learn a lot. We're all about to learn a grip. I've already learned something just in our little pre-session. But with no further ado, do we got the right button set so we can do some applause this time? <laughs> with no further. Dude, I didn't say his name yet. You guys are twisted. I don't understand what's happening right now. Anyway, so um, with no further ado, please welcome to Funny How Life Works, Mr. Alex Doggone Weber, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Dude, thanks for being on the show. You've done a lot of interviews before because you're like beast mode and what you're doing, man. So um, first, let's just start if, if it's OK with the um, it would be a cool show if there was he probably wouldn't be on it. But if there was an American Negro warrior show, <laughs> that could be amazing. Uh, or it could be a colossal. It could be really yeah, yeah. bad, too. So, um, yeah, Alex, you were on American Ninja War. How did how's that come about? Let's start there first and then we're going to jump in. But not only, let me say this, just for the, for the listeners, we're not just going to learn about that. We're going to learn some techniques on how to accomplish what you really want to accomplish. Like, he's really about to bring it in a significant way. So, And let me, let me say something before he brings it. We want to hear your comments, right? We want to hear comments and reviews on this podcast. We want you to we subscribe do. to it, share it with your friends, especially what Alex is about to share. If you can subscribe yeah. and share this, this is going to bless many people. It so. is in a big way, man. So um, I appreciate it. I appreciate you both. Mike and Kyle, thank you so much for, for having me on. And, uh, you know, we kind of just like uh, shot the breeze off air and we come from a, a similar background of, of comedy. So, you know, I'll, I'll kind of talk about American Ninja War and how that all came to be. But my background was first I was like a jock, but I was also a jock throughout high school into college who also loved like theater and the performing arts and making my friends laugh. And then I did stand up comedy for about five years as like my number one. And the bridge to American Ninja Warrior was that I first came about as a TV host. So my job wow. was I got hired by NBC to be, they were looking for someone for American Ninja Warrior to host this new digital series where you basically crash the course go to the middle of the course in Oklahoma City, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, talk about the obstacles, interview the top athletes. And then they thought it'd be fun if I actually got up there and went for it on these obstacles. So part of it, the first season, they kind of were enjoying that I was failing. So I was like, cool, well, good, because I don't really have a choice in it. Like this stuff's tough. I'm going to be failing. (laughs) So I would just fail and I would make jokes and What was interesting, though, was that I was failing as an entertainer, right? My job was to be this goofy, funny guy who would fail in an obstacle and make a joke. But I also played Division I college lacrosse uh, before that, and then I won U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year. So even though it was like, okay, that I was failing, I'm still a, you know, elite athlete, and it sucks to suck. So I was like, my ego is a little bruised, but it's all good. It was for the job. But really what changed everything was... Heading into the second season, the producers, my bosses, basically were like, Alex, we thought it'd be great if you got good at this. 
Mm. And I was like, all right, that's a hot take. Uh, so that whole second season, I was still failing, but my bosses had asked me to be good. And so that was a really interesting year. And a lot of what I speak on now and write about and work with people wow, that is so was about needing to succeed at something really difficult, American Ninja Warrior, which is Emmy nominated. It's one of the most difficult competitions on the planet. I needed to succeed at it. And I was failing and just what that feels like and how you can move mm. through that. Man, wow. I need to write. I got a, I got a note for later. This is so dope. Yeah. I'm going to let you ask the first question. I got to write this down. This well, is so great. Well, we, we were talking before we started recording about like if we could encapsulate like what you want people to know about you or what you want to be known for in mm. a single sentence. I said, I think what we're going to hear from Alex is don't be afraid to fail. Is that a good summary or would you characterize it differently? No, I love that, man. And it's it's. And it's, it's everything that means. So to me, it means what I've found in my own life and other people is like, there's so much that happens before we actually get up and go do something that we may or may not fail at. And usually like, whatever it is, our brains will think of something, whether that's like, hey, why don't you ask out this person? Or why don't you pitch this idea? Or why don't you go do karaoke or dance at a wedding? And before we even get to the activity, our brain's like, nah, nah, you can't do that. You're, you, that's people are going to judge you. You're going to get made fun of. Or we say to someone, Hey, like I'm thinking about starting this side hustle. You know, I'm really into this, whatever it is. And someone in our circle might be like, nah, that's stupid. Or I'm like, Oh, you think you're that smart now? Or you think you're funny or you think, and that shuts us down before we even get to doing the dang thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, so Kyle, I appreciate what you said. And that's fully it from like top to bottom. So like, I'm passionate about people doing things that they didn't think they could do. Got it. Wow. I love that. So so practically you talked about a a mindset shift to go from listening to the voice that says you can't to listen to the voice that says it's worth trying. Right. So tell the listeners practically, how do they make that shift? How do they, how do they press through that wall? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. So I would say one is like perspective. Hey, hey real quick, Alex, don't, if you yeah, could, yeah. if you could not say to him, it's a good question. Cause <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have any good questions. I thought this I was part of the interview process, man. No, I need I that affirmation. No, My ego it needs was it. A, that was a horrible question. Wow. A really bad question. Let me back up just a little bit. I wasn't afraid answer. to at least ask. Let it. me back up a little bit before you answer that question. So just to be clear, there was something really powerful that happened earlier. That's why I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. But then my spell check was all jacking me up with words that make sense. And I wanted to ask this question before. So you went from, and this may show up in an off-the-cuff moment, you went from really kind of being, um, they were using you as, a, as like a joke to be laughed at. I mean, you were, you were using your skill to say, okay, we can laugh at me. But then yes. through that process, you were like, you, had, you were challenged, okay, failing or, or staying where you were could have just been comfortable. But then you were challenged with a little more and you were like, you know what? I think I could actually do this thing. And then you actually started the process to do it. Like, talk to me about that transition between. Yeah. And that was one of the greatest. I mean, American Ninja Warrior. Hey, Alex, before you answer, could you say, hey, that's a good question. <laughs> could you do that? Honestly, Michael, that was probably like the best question. Oh, I've my ever. goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> cool. I mean, there was a. Uh, there's so many gifts in it in American Ninja Warrior, like all of it. One of them was, gosh, after I finished playing college across, they start telling you, and again, this is what we were just talking about, like other people tell you, 
oh, you're a former athlete. You're a former athlete. And as I said that, my soul was just like, oh, I guess I'm a former athlete. And I remember those years. I started to eat whatever, drink whatever. I didn't work out because I was like, I guess I'm a former athlete. That was my identity. So American Ninja Warrior, like one of, another gift of it was it made me an athlete again. Like to the point where I was training last night and, you know, doing things that I couldn't do a year ago or 10 years wow. ago. And so that was just like one of the gifts that I think I have a little fear of. I never want to let off the pedal again because I know what that feels like to get off the gas of doing something meaningful in our lives, whether that's athletics. Michael, you and I are talking about stand up and how tough it is to like get back and start doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was ultimately like. The biggest switch, and this goes off, Kyle, what you were saying too, was this happens every single time. Like last night too, I was out of training and you go to do something and your brain first is like, I don't know if we can do that. And then you go to do it and then reality validates it. You go to do it and you suck or you miss or you hit yourself. I went for this thing and tomahawked my knee and I was like rolling on the ground. Um, But there's no secret formula in that if you keep just learning and showing up and committing, all three of those though are pretty dense. Like you got to show up. You got to keep learning. You got to commit. If you do those, Mm -hmm. there's no secret formula. You will get better. But I just think most people, and I've been there, bail because one of those pieces they don't want to do. Well, it sounds like you're saying most people don't want to show up. Are you saying that's the hardest battle, showing up? That's one of them. I mean, we've all gone through that. And uh, it is showing up and then... I would say full commitment every single time, meaning like, you know, whatever we're talking about, like I've gotten dumped. Like we've all, you know, like Michael, I'm sure you've had sets where you've bombed. Hey man, uh, don't bring me into your story right now, bro. (laughs) I need to talk about you right now. Don't be bringing my stuff up. This is, we talking to Alex. I'm sure Michael, you did a horrible job one time and you were just, dude. And they said, get off the stage. Suffer alone. We need to hear about what you've been through, Alex, if that's okay. You know, now I'm thinking about it. I think Kyle's question was actually better. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well played. Very, very well played. Very well played. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, going on the humor thing. So it, it's so dear to me because, and I know this is passion with you guys. When you can laugh about something, it makes it less scary. Uh, and uh, like, I learned that, you know, not to go into childhood things, but like my dad's very intense. And I quickly found out that if I can make a joke about something, it made it a lot less tense. And then when I, when I won U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year, I think 50% of it was that I was – able to joke around with the players in intense settings so that we didn't get all nervous we could just kind of like play so just so our listeners Look, know how, yeah. how do you win coach of the year like who votes like, on that, that is dope right there yeah. first of all the fact I that you did that, that is dope and the fact that you're able to laugh through it is bananas but, yeah. but go ahead and talk to it how do you become a lacrosse, lacrosse coach of the year i thought when i first heard about lacrosse first of all lacrosse i just found out about it recently i thought it was a uh, a French church when I first heard about lacrosse. I was like, lacrosse. I was like, oh, wow, it's a church. But, but that's not what it is at all. How do you become the coach of the year? Like, tell us about that. That actually bit. is what it is. No, it's uh, – so, listen, it's a – the sport is – I love it so much. And it was basically this, like, preppy, stifler kind of sport in the Northeast. That was his branding for a long time. Over the last 10 years, it's exploded. And so, like – it's huge in Texas, Florida, uh, or like everywhere. So it's, it's a really awesome sport. And, uh, 
you know, basically when I moved out to LA to get into entertainment, my side job was going to be coaching high school lacrosse just to like pay the bills. Um, mm-hmm. But I fell in love with it. And what was interesting was when I was 25, I was coaching at this really intense, prestigious school in LA. I was an assistant coach. The head coach left right before the season. He got another job somewhere. He left. Wow. And the school basically was like, all right, well, we're like two weeks out from the season. Alex, why don't you coach it interim? And then we'll find someone more veteran experienced after. Wow. Like, so you like, weren't even the first choice. They they kind of oh had their gosh, head on the swivel. A choice. And you just sitting there on the bench. They're like, uh, hey, what does that dude do for us again? That's that show up piece. <laughs> wow. He That's showed up and you were willing. Up. Man, keep going. Well, when this is where it goes to commitment is I was like, you know what? This season's three months. I'm just going to make this the number one priority of my life. I'm going to give this everything I have for three months. And then at the end of this, I'll probably say goodbye to lacrosse. I'll probably be done with this sport. Wow. Wait, but, let me stop you right there just for the listeners. Yeah. He don't got no kids in here. That's anymore. what I was saying. I just want to throw like that out single, there. He ain't got no. Unmarried man You're not unmarried. Make sure bring that up. Yeah. No kids that no, he's supporting anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so go carry on. Carry on. All right. <laughs> I'm going to make this the number one commitment. I'm just saying, yeah, when's the last time you were able to do that? Just make <laughs> something else the number one commitment? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe going to the restroom or something. Like, this gonna, just for these 30 seconds, this is going to be the number one. You're right. 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 Go You're ahead. giving me some perspective right now. <laughs> um, say, I'm never getting married. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you made that the number one commitment. Go ahead. And, and you know, really, I like reflect back and like, you know, I know lacrosse. So I'm good at like telling a player, hey, move your hand, X's and O's. We changed up some stuff. I had assistant coaches who were great with like plays. They really were. But really why I think we did it is we just had this like, we just going into the playoffs, we were a sixth seed. The team had never won a playoff game in school history, but we just had this this, like, I really believed in all of them. I would have one-on-one talks with them. I would talk to them about life. What's going on? How can this be a good thing? And when we came to play, we just – I made it a point of us, like, let's get loud. Let's get rowdy. Let's hype each other up. Let's be – like, let's be this team that people are like, what is going on over there? And so mm. they never won a playoff game. That first year when I was head coach, we won the Los Angeles championship, beating the defending wow. champions in the, in the game. And so uh, – Wow. I don't know. I mean, that honestly means more to me than a lot of things. And I'll, I'll go back to coaching. Yeah, yeah. Myself. Again, you don't got no kids and you don't got no wife. So absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, I just want to throw that so, out there. So, yeah. <laughs> so Alex, yeah. some of our, our listeners, they're, they're trying to do something and they mm-hmm. just keep running into obstacles. They just can't seem to get through those obstacles. Like walk them through just from a coaching perspective. What, what do you want to say to people that feel like, man, I, I want to do this thing. I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, focus on reading the Bible, going to church more. I want to uh, start my own business. I want to write a book. You know, what, what, what's the, what's your go-to pep talk for people that are in that situation? I mean, the biggest one that I would say to people is like, why is it not in your life right now? Mm. Like, what is it? Um, and for a lot of people, maybe it's, they don't know the first step or it's, there are too many other things going on. And, and then like the real fork in the road. And this is something that I ran into a standup was stand up so tough, especially when you're getting going. So I never really would do it. And then one day I like, I call it brave honesty, but I was basically just like, all right, Alex, like you don't have to do this, but know that if you don't do it, you're going to regret it on your deathbed. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it. And I like that level, I think though, of honesty with ourselves is important because, so if you do want to write a book, if you do want faith to be more in your life, if you do want to like reignite the romance with your partner, again, I don't have a partner, must be nice, but whatever <laughs> it is for you. 
I think you just got to ask yourself, like, do you actually want it in your life or not? Because if you don't really want it, there's a million and one things to do and check and distract and look at and whatever. But if you do like really want it, you'll do it. Wow. Wow. That is so good. And and I would add to that too, for anybody listening, you should pay attention to your language around the thing that you want. Because if you're saying stuff like, man, this is, this is so hard or I don't know if I can do it. Your language will actually affect how you pursue the thing that you think you can't do. Because if you put yourself in a box of, I'm not going to be able to, this is so hard then it'll just always be hard. But if you, if you start changing language and just say, wow, I'm excited about trying this. Suddenly now the possibilities are wide open as opposed to how they were closed before. So Alex, you said something er earlier that really blessed me a a lot, man. You said, um, you, Oh, uh, a lot of people don't understand this, but you were talking about comedy and how you would have a conversation, uh, a tough conversation with, I think you said your dad or something. And then you would create some comedy in that moment which is yeah. so, so, so powerful. I used to do that too. And then what I learned was, and I'm, I'm sure you've, you've noticed this as well, is sometimes people will use comedy or, uh, or everyone I believe has like a chicken exit, right? A way to get out of those awkward situations. Mm-hmm. And for me, there, it, was a, it was comedy. So if I was in an awkward situation or the conversation was going too deep about something, I would literally crack a joke we'd get out of that thing and then I could just right. move on to something else. But now even in this podcast, we, we crack jokes, but it's very strategic. Like if something needs to play out, I'll let that thing play out. Cause I'm okay yeah. with pushing past that thing. So that's, that's one of the things too. And even in your book, right. And I'm a one of those podcast hosts. I, I, I do podcasts like as a guest and I really, really like it when the host read my book because I think that's powerful and responsible. I didn't read your book. So um, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna be the first one probably who said that to you though. But the but I did read the title because it's written here on the screen. There so guys say something books are long, man. I don't I don't knock you at all for that. Books, books are, long. are long. Yeah I wrote one and I want everybody to read it. And I want everybody to read yours. But tell us about about fail proof. Tell us about it man. Uh, I appreciate that, man. It's all in the title. You know, that's honestly, just give it a good review on Amazon. That's all I ask. <laughs> uh, he going to cut to the chase. Fail proof. If you buy this book, I'm going to get more money and I won't fail. Done. That is dope. But that is awesome. So really, like, what, what's the take up? What, what would you want without giving it a, without obviously giving it away? And here's the thing. My squad who books people, I'm, I'm talking to the, the audience right now, my squad who books people, are really, really sensitive about who we bring on, like in a big, big way. And she and and we've been followers of yours like through her for a minute. So the stuff you're putting out is legit stuff, man. Like I wanna I wanna congratulate you on making this turn and saying, wait, it's not about me. Cause as an athlete, you get the cheers, you get all of that stuff and you people, but now you're saying, how could I do something for somebody else? Right. So yeah. that's a big deal. So even in the book, I'm sure like like give us a little bit about the book. Other than uh, yeah, go and by I it. think you know part of it is I'm still going through all of it. Like, That's I still what I like. Through, you know the confidence issues, the self doubt, the like limiting beliefs. I am in you know Dr. Henry Cloud who wrote the forward, which you know he's a he's a boss, and he said that to me one day, and it really resonated with me. Was he said you're in the battle, but you're winning it, and that's mm. you know. I would just echo that to anyone listening, like whatever your battle is, if that is the relationship and why is it not there, or you think there's, you want to change your job or reach a new level, or if you're like me and you just want certain parts of your life to be a bit better, whether that's a new habit or just how you feel about yourself and 
what the book is about really is bringing that out of this. We locked it away. We put it in a cabinet or our brains just said, no, that's not for us or that's mm. not in this life. Or maybe someone else told us, you know, nah, that doesn't happen with our family. Our family's got bad luck or mm. whatever it is, wow. whatever we've taken as truth. Push back at that. So like push back wow. at that truth. Yeah. And, yeah. Bring in some of these things that we locked away actually into our lives. So, mm. Alex, I'm, I'm going to make this about me for a minute. You know, I, I, signed, up, I signed up to do something crazy this year. I signed, I, up to, I signed up to do an Ironman triathlon in September, and I've never done a triathlon before. Not a, not a sprint triathlon, a full marathon, 112-mile bike ride, and 2.4-mile swim. I'm a runner. Bananas. The swimming, the biking, even trying to figure it all in, in in my training life, it is different than training for a marathon. Marathon, I could go run any time of the day. I could run at night, in the dark, in the morning. But I'm not trying to be out there riding my bike at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm definitely not trying to go swim somewhere at 4 o'clock in the morning. So, like, if I read your book, what is it going to tell me as I'm in January now and this thing is eight months away and I'm feeling like I don't know how I'm going to squeeze it all in? What, what, what insights I'm going to take from your book yeah. as I read it? I mean, I'll, I, I'll, like, rifle through the system, but, like, the first piece of it is setting goals that matter. So it seems like since that is such an ambitious and you said you're not – you are a runner, but you're not swimming and biking, you uh, – it must mean something to you. So mm-hmm. it's like that's the first part is, like, understanding why we want it and what it means to us because that's a great example because if you you got to know what that means to you because fast forward to I don't know April when you're swimming your like 99th lap if you don't know why on some random Monday morning if you don't know why this means to you it's like give me the towel I'm out of here that's good so we got to know what that means and then the step two and three which I think is really important is like one step two is how do you make it real so you really already did that by booking, like you put money down, you set a date, it's on the calendar, like it's real. Yeah. That's good. And then the third one that I would just say to everyone, and this is I think the biggest one, is what is the biggest possible action, the most uncomfortable, biggest way that you can do it? So for you, it might be like hitting up a, a triathlete in your state and being like, can I come Ooh. train with you or shadow you or come for like a weekend? That's good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. That's just... For me, what changed it all with American Ninja Warrior is once I started showing up to the ninja gyms with the top athletes, got my booty whipped, embarrassed, mm-hmm. frustrated. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, dang, it's happening. And fast forward a couple of weeks, I was like, all right, I'm yeah. in this now. Yeah, but it goes back to that showing up. I love how you just said that. You had yeah. to show up to be willing to be around those elite athletes and be willing to get your butt kicked. Was there a fourth yep. one you were going to go to? So you said, uh, no, well, and then the, the rest of the wait, system. Wait, 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 no, 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 stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I, I want, I want people to get the book. Oh yeah, okay. Like those three things are be smoke. No, yeah, I don't want that's you true. to. I want, I want people to get yeah. this dog. I'll get book. the book now because we're talking about showing up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the ways to show up is show up on Amazon and buy the and book. Actually, get the book because <laughs> now, no, because uh, on the real, yeah. If you just, if you're cool with those three. I'm a big believer in how you do anything is how you do everything. So if all you did was listen to those three and now you're trying to apply those three only, that's good. Maybe you're not showing up. This is an opportunity for you to actually just show up. And maybe that first step is to go and get fail proof, like literally yeah. get the book. And maybe that's the first step to showing up Yeah. because you have to be willing to uh, like, even if, that's a small step. If you can't take that step, you're not going to do the next thing. Oh, like, it's huge. You're doing an Iron Man. Right. I signed up to watch the new <laughs> Iron Man whenever it comes out because I'm a big fan of Marvel. <laughs> like, I think Marvel is awesome, dude. So 
I'm excited oh, about uh, watching that. That's man. good, man. <laughs> I am not yeah. doing <laughs> right. Iron Man. So get the book is what yeah, I'm saying. Like good. literally, the links and everything are going to be in the, the show notes. If nah. we got show notes, I nah, think we Alex, got them. Alex, that, that was really good and really practical. I mean, and on two fronts. One, I do know my why. My why is clean water. I do this stuff in conjunction with World Vision to get people clean water in other parts of the world. But the second is I did reach out to a triathlete club. They did say, hey, why don't you come on a Sunday night and audit one of our swim classes? You can just show up. And so figuring out how to just show up, making it a priority to show up, that's important. You, you, you challenge me. I'll get the book, and I'll be there on Sunday evening. And he will, oh, too, man. Cool, man. This dude ran 50, doggone, <laughs> what was it, 54 miles? 54 miles. Uphill in Africa. <laughs> yeah, like, like for real, 54 wow. yeah. miles. And as his boy, wow. I was there with him watching <laughs> online. I was like, look at him, go. Go, you got this. Why am I going to run 54? I got a car. But, that's your problem. But, but you know, that's the, that's the other thing. I do have a sense that I can accomplish this because I accomplished that. Like, I'm assuming yeah. somewhere in your book you talk about when you push through that fear of failure, yeah. it changes your mindset because you start to believe if I was able to overcome the obstacles there, I might be able to overcome them again. 100%. Wow. I mean, I, I call it a confidence bank, but it's exactly what you're saying. It's just like you put it in and it's just evidence because I don't know, my brain is uh, my brain's an a hole a lot, and I'm sure mm. you know you guys are still as well. Hey man, uh, don't be bringing us in on your stuff, <laughs> man. That is you. No, I'm just playing. You can have Kyle with this one because that's true for him no, too. No, my mind has been transformed. That's true. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. When you say that, I just picture you on mile like 32, Ooh. and you're like, I just ran a marathon, and yes. I'm still no. got like yes. another marathon. Yes. Exactly. Wow. That's exactly what I thought. This yeah, you said that too. Like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I had to sit down, contemplate my life. Because you do take some breaks when you run that far. And uh, it's like, why am I doing this? But then I remember my why, and it keeps me going. So that is so beautiful right there. Like, And I'm not even going off the cuff yet, but here's the thing, what you said. You're in the midst of running a marathon, and Alex, you brought it well. I mean, he's 30 miles in, and he's still got this much further to go. But your why is what pushes you through. So in general, if someone would simply have a, a why attached to whatever they do, even if it's in marriage, like there needs to be something bigger than just you enjoying your partner. Yeah. There needs to be something more, a bigger why. Like yeah. I'll, I always say, if you don't put something between you and your wife, like uh, you guys have an orphanage that you're supporting or where there's a, there's a, a homeless shelter that you, like if you don't right. put something in between you and your wife, the enemy will put something between you and it'll, and it'll take you further apart. So I think that is just it's, beautiful. It's really good. Well, it begs the question, Alex, what is, what is your, what is your driving motivation now? Right? Like you mentioned being at a training session last night, but I'm assuming, or I shouldn't assume is the next physical competition, the thing that is your why now, or is it something bigger than that now? It's, that's a great question. Thank so, you. You know, one thing, and like I looked at, and I did a TEDx talk on it, and I won't go into all this thing, but like I looked at all these championship teams and why they win after a tragedy hits their city. And it happens individuals, it happens uh, with teams. Mm. And what I learned was we're at our best when other people need us. So even when you said the clean water, I'm like, makes more sense. Because now on mile 30, you could probably picture some faces, picture some people, and I imagine you get some extra juice in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, my like vow of who I want to be right now is whatever is the greatest use of my human capital wow. while being on this planet. Wow. And I'm, I'm just being open with that because mm. this has been such a nutty years, and, and, and I'll be real, 
of this last year, I've really seen good and evil. Like I've really seen that. And so I just want to be used for good. And if that shows itself as me getting the opportunity to compete on American Ninja Warrior, let's go. Um, If that shows its way in another path, I'm I'm open. Wow. Mm. So listen, I'm going to go off the cuff. So Alex, you you don't know this, but what we do while we're doing this podcast is we'll just, at the end of it, after a burp, um, what I normally do is uh, I'll go off the cuff. Like, I'll just, anything, either one of us will go off the cuff on something that we learned as a result of, of sitting here listening or, or having a conversation. So I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to go off the cuff. So the off the cuff moment I want to go off the cuff on is um, what, what I've learned from Alex right now, and you said this in just so many words, is to really, uh, to celebrate, I wrote it down. Ooh, celebrate the fact that you tried again. Meaning when you say show up, what I think of is it's super important. Most of the time when people fail, they focus on the failure. But if you start again and then make the decision to celebrate the fact that you started again, you will be more likely to start again. So instead of putting all of your all of your energy into what didn't work, celebrate the fact that you started again. The more you do that, the more you'll start. And the more you start, the more likely you are to finish. Apply that to your life. And I'm telling you, it will work. Because it is funny how life works. Alex, it's not going to be lost on our female listeners that you said no companion, no boo right now. That's right. I mean, people are going to be wondering, like, yeah. are, you know, what, what, tell, tell us the ideal woman for, yeah. for Alex, right? Like, Ooh, what yeah. is that? You know, I, I'm like, and I'm, I'm real. I really want to enter that chapter of life. Like, I, I really do. I, I, I Like, I understand that it will be a... Hey, why are you stuttering <laughs> right now, Alex? Why are you stuttering, bro? I just want to point that out. That you kind of, you man, know, I got to be real with the you. The women are leaning kinda, in. They're on the edge they of listen, seat. This is a good looking dude, man. Come on, bro. Give us some... Like, like what? Like yeah, what, what is it, man? Yeah, what you... So, well, all right. So, I, I think I, what I've realized is I, I've dated really wonderful people, but I dated someone who was very, like... Type A, go get the goals, all of that. And, you know, I'm a balance. And then I dated someone who was very much like, let's go sit with the butterflies and look at the trees. And that was wonderful too. I feel like I kind of – I just want someone who's like a bit of a balance and a good Mm -hmm. heart at the end of the day. I I feel like a lot of guys can relate to this. Like Mm -hmm. you always kind of – I've felt sometimes my relationships like you're always in trouble a little bit like – you're late or you're doing too much work or you're scattered or like, and my Mm. most recent relationship was the first time where she was just like, you're all good. Like she, and that was like, that was one of the best things. Wow. Yeah. She just said to you, you're all good. (laughs) And then she said, I'm out. Yeah. You guys aren't together right now. (laughs) She said, I'm looking for a bad boy. So when she said you all good, she was like, you good? Well, all right, deuces. I'm good too. (laughs) That is that is a great breakup line. In fact, I'm looking for another host. Yeah, nah, right. Hey, man, you, yeah, whatever, you good? Man. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. Wow. Hey, well, Alex, so I'm, cool. I'm going to let you know, man. I, I've been married almost 23 years. To the, to I, the same I, woman, right? Yeah, Just I, make yeah. sure he know that part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, pray, I prayed for my wife. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know where prayer works in your, your journey. But, um, yeah, after dating and trying to be a player for a long time, uh, it was it was really an answer to prayer, and it changed everything for me. So yeah, you that's either, my encouragement to you. You're either going to pray for her or pray on her. 
And I think <laughs> it's going to be one of the two, wow. right? You get to, that's good, yeah, man. That's, I mean, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, for real. So, yeah. dude, Alex, you're beast mode, man. We're going to have to have you on again because we know, okay. listen, in our research, dude, you've done so much. you got so much stuff, doggone, cracking, man. It's amazing. Yeah. So I can't wait to have you on again if you if you if you allow us, man. Like, you're pretty. I, I would love to. Honestly, this is so dope, fun. Man. I appreciate you guys. Pretty dope, good. man. So, good. dude, thanks for being a part of this, man. 